State of the Empire is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. And is brought to you in part by Consequence of Sound, the web's foremost source of music and film news, reviews, and insights. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to State of the Empire, Nerdy Show Star Wars Speculation Podcast, where we look for news in Alderaan places. Hi, I'm Cap. Hey, I'm Doug. Hey, I'm Matt. And this is Rex. Welcome to the Rogue One review episode. We've all seen the movie. Um, in Doug and I's case, we've just seen the movie. Uh, Matt and Rex caught it yesterday at a special screening. Uh, I'm super jazzed to talk about this. What we're going to do is we're going to give you the briefest of spoiler-free review, just give you our overall thought and then um we're going to open those blast doors wide and we're going to talk about this movie no holds barred but we're going to make it quick because matt and rex they got to go see a screening at man's chinese theater in like no time at all so (laughs) all right um matt and rex your feelings on this film spoiler free Um, we share we share very similar opinions this time, which is yeah, nice. yeah. It is, it is nice. I the most succinct way that I think I've been able to describe it because this one's been a really hard one for me to, to digest is the 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 content is there and the form is there and the the, the just the, the the lore is there. It's just the construction of it for me was just way all over the place. So, like, the way I've been describing it is I thoroughly enjoyed it, but it had some very serious structure and pacing issues. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at. But I, I really, really did like it. And and, and is- issues of brevity. I mean, I, I yeah, honestly, yep. I, yeah, I, it's just, it, it all happened so fast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I, now, I, what about you guys? Because uh, this is this is, we haven't heard what you thought of it yet. We're uh, both kind of like biting our nails about it. Yeah, uh, uh, guys, I feel like I just saw a Star War. Like, <laughs> like, like for the first time in my life, uh, you know, we saw a little bit of a Star War at the end of Jedi. We saw a teeny t- tiny scar- star skirmish, really, uh, in A New Hope. But this time, we just saw a Star War, and I've never seen one of yeah. those before. Yeah, the the the, the, the scale was great. Like the scale, yeah. the scale. Like I just, you know, it, it was the the micro level things that I think really just didn't sit quite right with me. Like mostly, mostly prior to Act Three. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Act Three really. I think I think they started with Act Three and worked backwards. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it's actually kind of funny. Um, well, I, I don't know. Like I kind of want to just jump into the to the spoiler part because it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to really get out what I'm feeling. Without that sort of, so uh, I guess I uh well in in brief uh I I really dug it. There are some there are some problems with there's some there's some actual like face slappers, but all in all, it's still like I've never I've never seen a film quite like it before, even in the context of Star Wars films. Uh, if this film had existed by itself without other Star Wars films, I'd say holy shit, what the fuck did I just watch? That was a little mind blowing. Um. That's that's my takeaway. It was came good. Out before the Force Awakens, I would have been like, "Give me that Force Awakens now," like, <laughs> instead of vice versa. Force Awakens was like, "Oh, I hope it's good." If this came out first, I would have been like, "Dude, they can't do no I'll wrong." Magic back. Yeah. See, I, I'm I'm sitting at this movie as like maybe a little bit better than Attack of the Clones, and that's that's about like where I'm ranking it right now. Wow. Yeah, and that's like that. That's that's not that. Yeah, well, see, I I like all of them so far. Like none, I've left saying that I dislike the movie. I just, yeah, it. There's there's a lot there's a lot going on in this movie. There's some things that just make me like. I mean, there's things that really like put me in 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 places that just very very magical. But just the movie overall, unfortunately, didn't do that for me. Blast doors, blast doors, open them. Yeah, oh, yeah, we open haven't them. we haven't really heard from Doug yet. So Doug, quickly, what what, what okay, you got? Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I just I I agree that there were problems, but they didn't hinder anything for me. My enjoyment of it is 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 great, and uh, uh, I definitely recommend seeing it. And if you nitpick the problems with this film, it's the same nitpicks I would have with any other movie that came out this summer. And 
I think the 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 faults here compared to other faults like it are better. Like they're, they're not as I'll, glaring I'll, and not as bad. I, I'll 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 definitely give you that. Yeah, now that's I not that's, that's not saying like yeah to compare it to modern filmmaking yes absolutely but like oh, I look yeah, at yeah, something yeah. like I look at like at least the structure of Revenge of the Sith and I see a, a movie that is better constructed as far as pacing and and where the acts go whereas this film like I, it just doesn't have the arcs that to me make any sense like like Do you include the first 45 minutes of that that uh, uh, uh Revenge of the Sith Yes, being its yes. own act as as a as a, a four act film, it's a five act film. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! It is, no, it's correctly. No, 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 no. Maybe not for a film, but it is paced as more of a like a uh, a, a, a tragedy, mom. more like no, more like more like a Hamlet kind of a tragedy type thing. Oh um, God! It is. It totally is. This movie. This movie doesn't have that luxury. It it bounces from from planet to planet and introduces characters that have absolutely no background. And just, you know, doesn't give them any. <laughs> and and this, it's just, it's a very, it's a very weird film. It's it's good. It's just weird. And th there's reasons why it was weird. Like this isn't a spoiler. Any well, no, it w it would be. I'm gonna wait till. All right. <laughs> so this is it then. Th there's there's the review. We've got we've got a little bit of polarization, but everyone agrees that it was overall good. And I would yes, say yes, better better than Force yes. Awakens. Better than uh, that's I'm I'm feeling that in a big way. What do you got? What about you guys? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, That's I, hard. I, the characters in Force Awakens are so much better than the ones in this movie that I, yeah, I'm. I, I think I like Force Awakens yeah. better. I, and, I, and the, music, the, music, the music is way better in Force Awakens too. Yeah, the score. Oh, yeah. The score was really phoned. I mean, he did it in a month. So what do you want? Yep. I guess. Yeah. Um, it's obvious. It's very obvious. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, but so, well, I guess the takeaway is that I, we're actually strangely divided here, but we all we all enjoyed it. So, oh boy. But it's here, like a very paper thin division line. I feel like. Yeah, it, it sounds like we're it. all on like we're all on like the same plate, the tectonic plate. We're not <laughs> on different plates. Like also, but. as as Matt pointed out to me, Matt and I saw it in a very different type of environment. It was an industry screening of people that, that were actually there to judge the film on certain merits. And so it wasn't a lot of fanism going on. Like people didn't clap when people came on screen. People didn't like laugh at jokes. Like it was very, it, it was a, it was a, it was a screening of 30 or so people at most. Wow. And so it, it was a very strange setting. And I think that sort of like energy that the crowd brings with it on opening night wasn't there. So I'm curious. I, to see I think we're going to, yeah, we're going to see that tonight. And I'm very interested because I, I'm very excited actually, because I think the audience is going to blow the fuck up. <laughs> to be honest. Uh, well, let's uh let's close those blast doors so we don't get blown the fuck up. Open the blast doors. Open the blast doors. First thing I just want to point out is that if you watch the original teaser, there's about 13 or 14 shots in that teaser. Only one of them made it to the final cut of the film. Yeah. <laughs> um this movie is clearly blown the fuck apart and like no no Krennic on the beach with the cape in the water. Um no, no tie fighter on on the gantry way, like that sort of thing. Like the movie, is no gin in that tube. Yeah, and 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 Cassian's lines are way different, and his characterization. And no, yeah, like his characterization. No running on the beach. Yeah, yeah, no running on the beach with the plans. <laughs> yeah, or the ATACTs shooting at them on the beach as they're all running. Like that whole segment, which has been in like every trailer, wasn't in the movie. Yeah, and they, there was, was that the, shot of a Cassian in the Imperial officer's uniform getting thrown into the wall. Yep. Yep. So there much was, stuff didn't make it. Yeah, I mean, there, a lot of this movie has been cut, and I don't think cut as in cut for time, but I think cut as in the movie changed quite a bit. I wouldn't be surprised to find out that originally they weren't going to do what they did to Scarif at the end, which was you know blow it up with a Death Star. Like I think that yeah. honestly was a Act Three, blow it up, blow up these characters. We're not interested in bringing them back. Like, I'm sorry, but but Bays and Chirrut were as as skin deep in like characterization as they possibly could have made them, <laughs> without it being like too awkward. But it still was a little bit awkward. I I think there's a lot of stuff that we don't we didn't see, and all, all, honestly, I just hope I I hope I get to see this see the stuff that didn't make it and understand more of what this movie was going to be. And something that Matt and I have been discussing pretty heavily is the novelization of the movie comes out tomorrow. And we are both very interested to see mm -hmm. what that novel, what story that oh, novel yeah. tells. Because yeah. 
I don't think they have the luxury of editing that type of stuff as down to the wire as the film did. So mm-hmm. I'm very curious about the, the, the novelization of, of this movie and, yeah, and what I mean, will you, differ. Well, if you look at the original novelizations of like new hope and stuff, they have a bunch of stuff that's not in the, uh, in the final movie. So that's yeah. a good point. Mm-hmm. I will say uh, watching it, getting towards the end and seeing like the, 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 the seams of the film, how they didn't quite, uh, you know, they're not smooth when they meet, you know, like that you could definitely see some of those, those, those hiccups. Um, but in fact, all it really made me do once the, once the credits rolled was admire how well it was put together with all of that considered. Like, we know now that it's like most of this movie, like the early reports, like oh, it's like eighty percent of that movie is like reshot. I'd be like, you know what? I I might believe that now. And yeah, if yeah. that is the case, hats off to them because man, they still were able to yeah. land that sucker. You know? Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I mean, the, the promo shots of Jetta all had X-wing pilots in in like prison shackles being escorted through the streets. Yeah. And, and there's crashed yeah. X-wings in the village. Or in the city, like there's there's clearly supposed to have been some sort of like battle that ended, and also like all of Saw Gerrera, like his his you know pr- you know before the, the the crazy haircut, like all of that stuff he had in the promo shots of him just with a shaved head is gone. Yeah, like the only time we ever well, saw yeah. him do that is when he lifted up the you know the you know the place where Jin was hiding. Well, so when, like when they pull him up on on the on the monitor in the beginning, which is like Saw, we need your help. You don't see him speak. Yeah, like you just yep. yeah. you see his face, and it's like a shot from the trailer where he's just like, "If you continue to fight, what will you become?" And I wonder if like they're using that recycled footage just to insert him later, and the reshoot was simply someone putting, uh, Forrest Whitaker on a ladder and then looking down at the camera. Like, was that the reshoot, or was like the reshoot the entire discussion when he has hair, and the yeah. shot of him? Oh. I think we lost Doug. We're doing this uh, very raw, by the way, dear listener, because... Um, where he appears to be in that same... Oh, and Doug's back in... You uh, have to come save Jin. <laughs> okay. Uh, Doug, can you re-say oh, all I, of I that? Lost. Yeah, you were coming... Doug just yeah, yeah, time-traveled. Yeah. He time-traveled. Starting from where? Normally, we would not release this, but this is a time-sensitive episode, so uh, so we're leaving this in. Uh, I don't... Uh, <laughs> when you said that Saw, Saw in his rebel encampment um, may have been added in, that that's where we got you. Yeah, uh, was, you know, was he, did they just take Force Whitaker, put him on a ladder, face a camera looking up, was that the only reshoot, or was the entire thing reshot when they when he had hair? Like, was was all of that entirely new? Was his entire role changed? I, I because, think so. Uh, honestly, honestly, he may not have even been Saw Gerrera back then, to be quite honest. Like, wow. who knows what they've done with this character? Like, yeah. by the way, the lie detection alien, like, where'd that go? <laughs> The Force alien, that was crazy. What was that? Yeah, see, once again, that's what I'm what I was trying to say in the in the beginning. Like the 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 content is there and the in the form of it, the, the how beautiful it was, and, and we haven't even started talking about the technology involved in resurrecting characters. Like, holy crap. Like Tarkin, which by the way, I think Tarkin was part of the reshoots. Like I think he was like an addition to the movie later. Um he was amazing. Like the Peter Cushing stuff, just it killed me. Oh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what it Peter killed. Went- it killed my mood. Uh, I couldn't. Really? I I couldn't. Uh, there was some Krennic. Here's the thing. I, I've been talking with Mike Rothman, editor in chief of Consequence Sound a lot. He gave this a C plus on Consequence Sound. And had a lot of uh, very. In, it, it, it didn't. This movie didn't sit well with him. It sounds like he he he's on the same page as, as you guys in a lot of respects. Um, mm-hmm. He he can't stand Krennic because Krennic did nothing. And I agree. Krennic did no, no, that's, nothing. That, no, totally, totally. No, I, I, I feel completely it. agree. I think I think Krennic's character was neutered. The only time he was he really, really showed up was in that opening scene. And honestly, it's because I think we Matt and I read Catalyst, and it's such a good conclusion to that book. Well, I, I think oh. that I think that See, that was on the screen regardless. Um, but I do think that that what the at least what in the film that is presented, what was given to us about Krennic and his story and so on is about him being neutered the film is repeatedly about him being neutered it's about ego and the arrogance of the empire and the arrogance of an imperial begging kissing up to vader to try and get command back of the death star yeah it's it's so it's so funny because like really i mean i had krennic's backstory and everything just in my head and i can't separate so there is an arc for krennic as is yeah now that i think about it within the very movie itself yeah it's honestly he he's kind of uh i mean really kind of castrated yeah, and and what's very interesting is 
I think if I was judging it based on him in the movie, I'd be like, what a weird enemy to play up. But having read Catalyst, it, it it's an actually awesome arc. Like it 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 fit it dovetails off the book so well, and I it's not really fair. You can't say that 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 excuses what we got on screen because I don't think mm-hmm. it does. But I I can say with confidence that for readers of that story, um, I I think that those people will be very happy with what they got out of Krennic in the film, um, because it, it it's just the right kind of ending to that character it's it it fits perfectly with the book and it it heightens the beginning of the movie a lot there all of the tart there's a scene in the movie where krennic and tarkin are kind of bickering to one another and kind of just like being really petty and that is their whole relationship in the book and it's some of the best stuff in the book and that's what i was trying to to get at is that i could those scenes were really important for establishing krennic and for in, in the in the context of the film and and giving like and really telling the audience here's what this guy is all about this is about tarkin taking this away from him and this is a this is his his arc is the futility of the imperial lifestyle or something or something to that effect however yes i found that the tarkin effects were very very impressive but still nowhere near good enough in my opinion to not make them glaringly weird and i spent i was struggling i consciously had the the experience every time he was on screen of struggling not to just start over scrutinizing him and not paying attention to the very important words that were being said during all of those scenes the scenes that give krennic life on the screen were those scenes and he was overshadowed by the tarkin clone i think a big problem for me as to uh why tarkin came off a little bit more fake like there there were moments of tarkin where i felt like oh dude i got a glimmer of like the real guy like it felt so real but Overall, it was strange, and I think it's because we saw it in 3D. Like, I, yeah. I'm, I'm tempted it, to say that the, the 3D effect made his face more cartoony to he, me. Yeah, he was, he was high de- real. He was high I, death. I, I can see that. He, he felt like like the both him and, and the Carrie Fisher clone at the end as well, um, they they were rendered in a way where you could you could tell that they were extremely good computer renderings, extremely good, but they, they had like yeah. a different look to them that didn't match them to the actual scene. And movement, yeah. And I think I, I kind of blame the 3D for that. You know, when I see it again in 2D, I'll, I'll, I'll see what, how it comes across because maybe you're not thinking about it. But I got a problem with 3D movies in general now because this movie isn't edited to be seen in 3D. Like mm-hmm. you're looking off in one direction and 3D's popping out at you over here and suddenly... Something's invading your space over on the other side of the screen. I didn't. I I don't want to do 3D movies anymore <laughs> unless and, it was filmed specifically in 3D. Well, yeah, and, and and just you know, a little tidbit for the listener: like Lucasfilm has been exhibiting this film for like critics and for for industry people in 2D. So that that goes to show you how much this movie is not intended to have been a 3D film, unlike Force Awakens, which was approached with 3D in mind from the get go. Which is, yeah. I mean, even weird. when you got the cameos of like, like Gold Leader and Red Leader, I'm like, that's really cool, but the 3D kind of ruined it. Like, it didn't feel oh, like I, it was I, really I, them. Now, I'd those guys, curious, I, um, they looked real as hell to me for some reason. Yeah, they, 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 they did. Um, yeah, I, I think the the CG stuff. Someone on Reddit put it very well that. You can tell that they're not real, but in like five years, that technology, it's going to get to the point where I think it, it'll be perfect. Like, But unless so a special close. edition this film, this film would be burdened by a shitty oh. version of that. See, I don't know. I don't feel like it was shitty. I, I'm very curious about what the 3D is going to do to it because we're seeing it in 3D tonight. Um, I'm very curious what that does because it, to my eyes in 2D, it was like unbelievable. Like it, it, yeah, it like looked Matt- awesome. There's there's been like uh, really the last like uh, two minutes of the film, <laughs> the probably probably the best two minutes. They're they're online like they've they've leaked and you oh. know, we took a we took a quick gander at it and and Matt and I like I mean I think it looks great like as far as the carry stuff like the the Leia stuff it, I think it still looks really really good. Uh, what what about her so audio it might be though? A 2D, 3D her her they um, that or that like weird. Yeah. That, that you can hear the, an audio quality difference in her, the lines she speaks, where it's clearly been well, sampled. Yeah, because because they, they they chose to sample it from her like her you know hope yeah. line from from a new hope. Yeah, that was that was a that was a bad it's bad like, directorial choice, but yeah, um, looks wise. I but think I'll it's, say uh, that like 
and also there's there's some con- contextual problems here because we see the rebel blockade runner escaping from this battle and that's you know that's the ship with the plans vader's in pursuit and all that that's great except that then the lie that she tells in a new hope it should be like it's meant to you're meant to think when when watching a new hope oh vader's tracking down the ship because though it appears uh-huh. to have positive yep. like issues you know if this is a council ship where's the ambassador like it's meant to be we're on a peaceful mission to alderaan bullshit you just came from a war zone idiot like what what how, who are you telling this lie to so that's that's bad i think that's kind of i i, I honestly think they might be implying that that's obviously a lie like i the, the way i'm kind of taking that is like I don't think she ever expected them to believe it, and she's just being diplomatic because that's what she has, how she keeps up appearances. I mean, yeah. I, mean I, remember, I feel like she, sorry, we, we can ahead. we can tell that to ourselves as much as we want, but it's like you know that it's not appearing in the film. That's the problem, and like, but I will say sure, that sure. the Vader sequence in the hallway was terrifying and amazing, and I've wanted to see something like that my entire life. Yes, yes, yeah, that, yeah. That, yes. That, that satisfied every like weird dark fantasy that I've ever had about that sort of thing. Like, and I mean, I, it was I, that's. That's something that people have been wanting to see for 40 years. Like, I'm not, we haven't wanted to see it that long because we haven't been alive that long. But <laughs> people, I, people ever since A New Hope came out, people have wanted that and they got it. And they got it in like the best way that they could have ever gotten it. I, that was just, perfect. it was great. It wasn't, it wasn't too fast. It wasn't like the movements were so on, on, like sort of just like stylistically great with what we've seen of him in the original trilogy. Like it was just fantastic. And my only problem with the scene is once again, it involves context, which is probably something about how this movie has been reworked is, is they beam these plans to the flagship and then he boards the flagship. And the only purpose for the, to be sending it to the flagship instead of the directly to the rebel blockade runner that ends up with the plans is just so that Vader has people to kill. Like, it's a very awkward sequence. Like, in my head, when I'm watching the movie, I'm just like, oh, he's tearing shit through, like, the flagship that they said he boarded. But then they're like, you know, it's this random rushing of the plans to another ship that happens to be Leia's. Which, by the way, Bail Organa did say that he was sending her to Tatooine, not to Scarif. Like, I don't know how she ended up in Admiral Radice's fleet. Like, none of that makes sense to me. That's true. I mean, uh I feel like they the, the the kind of position I'm taking on that, which again, this is me explaining it away to myself, uh, is that when they scrambled the fleet to Scarif, she was part of she her the block just happened to be Doc, uh flagship, and she got scrambled that way too. That's the way I have it in my head, which explains why she's there instead of on her way to Tatooine. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, that that's not. Not like an excusable thing. That's just kind of where I'm at in my head. Now, you guys are what something you brought up, you know, early on in this discussion was was how much how much was missing from the trailers and so on and so forth. I I'll admit I got caught up in the film, um, and and I I mean I I like to think that I I in all cases maintain a critical eye, but it 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 really took me in in, in a profound way. And I didn't really notice that it was missing anything. But I mean, you're right that I was as soon as as soon as Jin started stumbling towards um, that control thing, uh, I was like, "Oh, okay. So where, where's that uh, that shot with the Tie Fighter going to happen?" And then, and then as soon as it, I this, the shot changed. We did some other stuff, and I was like, "Okay, I guess it's happening later." And then by that time, things had moved along enough that I forgot. Oh yeah, that never happened. Um, there's, you're right. There's a lot missing. There's a story there that I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to take for us to learn the story of what happened with this film. Um, maybe a very long yeah. time, but we'll probably know there, it someday. There is no like it just it just it dawns on me like so like the death star shows up over scarif and the only time we ever see it from scarif or while it's in scarif is from scarif there is no reaction from the rebel fleet that there's a giant fucking moon-sized battle station that has just beamed in like it's just so there's a lot of this in that movie like i mean you know it's just i honestly i bet you we, so we there is a line there is a line where they're like, we have a, a huge reading of something coming in from hyperspace. They do say that, oh, do but they, they don't okay. read. Yeah. But they don't like go, Holy shit. What is that thing? Like they don't, there's no like reaction to it, there? but they, no, I uh, we don't see I mean, we, we didn't see him, but should he be there? Because later he's like, look at the size of that thing. Like, you know, they, they're all shocked. And he did, he did get a, na- a name drop over the comms. They said captain Antilles, something, something, something. 
Well, well I think, I think yeah, that's that's a whole the other guy issue. On the, that's on yeah. the he's on the blockade runner. That's oh, a different Antilles. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, Captain. Yeah. So it's um as a matter of fact, I think it's the one that hands the plans to lay at the end is Captain Antilles. But like yeah, it's just a very sort of weird like also, by the way, all of Mon Mothma's lines from the trailers were not like in this movie. Like she's not giving out a mission. Like it, it's like all of the roles have really been like you know, rewritten quite a bit. Cassian's definitely changed. I mean, he's the line of a, I, I rebel. Yeah. yeah I mean, which, which everybody kind of noticed because nobody seemed to like that line, but it's, you know, there's a lot going on. I'm sure we, there's a lot about Chirrut and, and, and Baz and, and even Bodhi. Like I liked Bodhi a lot because he obviously like you, he actually, you could read in his face what he's been through, but I bet we used to actually learn what kind of stuff that was. Like he seems to have a lot of guilt on Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com his conscious and when they introduced the character in ew they talked about the fact that the movie would get into the things that he's had to do for the empire and had or had to witness and the movie has none of it and the 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 impact that the other two had on just being there like i don't understand why why Trout and and as Malvis were even in the group like i really don't like they just got caught up in it they were doing a good thing and they just continued and it's Honestly, all they had to do to make that make sense was keep the line where, where Bayes says they destroyed our home. Yep, that's all they had to do. And, and they, if and they, they had kept the line. that line in, I would have been like, all right, that motivation is clear. But as it stands, it's kind of like, well, they got there by the inch of their life. They're lucky. And then they just can, decided to keep going. But that, again, those motivations happen off screen. We don't yeah. really see them, right? Yeah, and the, and, and the ATACTs had like a fraction of the – presence that the ATATs did in Empire like you know so, the X- X-Wings took them apart continually the U-Wings took them apart like they they were only on screen for a few seconds at a time like it's just I want to I want to stress one thing real quick though I I want to make sure that at least from where I'm coming from I think this conversation that we're all having could be perceived as like two people who really enjoyed it versus two people who are being like hypercritical and didn't enjoy it <laughs> But you guys have had 24 is, is hours like, to process this, by the way. And we do. Yeah. So <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just trying to make it clear that, like, I think we all enjoyed it and I definitely enjoyed it. I think we're just like we are in like the processing phase. So we're at slightly different points in our like lifespan of this film. Um, yeah. But I, I really don't want my criticisms to be taken as like being unhappy with it or being like I walked out of it disappointed. Like I definitely didn't. I really enjoyed it. Um, I just want to I just want to get that off my chest because I can I can realize how this conversation might be perceived as like two v two. And I, that's not where I'm going. Uh, I'm now on this. Go, oh, go ahead, Doug. I was going to say, uh, can, can we take a quick moment to uh, acknowledge the guts that it took to kill off all these main characters that for for a, <laughs> like if this was a Marvel movie, they all would have made it out alive. And K2SO would have limped out squeaking oil bleaking at the last second. You know what I mean? It'd been like, we thought you died. Well, so did I, but apparently I'm more less destructive than I thought or whatever. Or, some bullshit. Or you would have saw uh Jin building baby K2, like baby Groot. <laughs> exactly. like it would have saved his head. And he would have looked exactly like a pop fig. Yep. 
but, but no, I mean, the fact that they I mean, killed the, everybody, the, it's so impressive. Like, that's what we wanted. It, yeah, it, and, and, you know, well, it's... Well, it's not what I wanted. I, I really thought they were going to go the Marvel route and that they could have used some of this roster for like a team up movie with other spinoffs. And I was not expecting them to. That's what I was actually what I was saying, Cap, a couple of days ago when I told you we were so wrong about this movie. Like, that's where I really felt we were so like, at least I was. I was mm-hmm. so wrong. Like, I just I, I didn't think they were going to do it. And they did. I like, think we could crazy. still see any one of those people in the Han Solo movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. It takes place, you know, it's very possible. Yeah. And, you know, I uh, and keeping in mind also that, uh, you know, Ryan Johnson and uh, the, you know, Lord and Miller were all, you know, special thanks credits at the end. Like they were. Yeah. You know, they're all kind of working and, and, and involved heavily with like kind of mapping out a world. They said so, that this this movie actually may the rumors are somehow tie into episode eight. And that probably has to do with the with the Guardian of the Wills. I was just about to bring that up of like, how does this tie into episode eight? Do we think that. That weirdo lackey that was like, uh, Lord Vader, uh, was that Snoke? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like the, the big the big bad of the future trilogy is the weak guys. Oh, my Lord, uh, painting, painting Lord Vader. Someone's, here, someone's <laughs> at the door for you. Pa- pa- Pablo already said no Snoke in Rogue One. What a, what a weird addition, by the way. Uh, Vader's, Vader's strange-ass crony. Like, that... You know, no no such character has shown up in any of the the content for the official universe so far. Nowhere in and what the was where the um, Vader's castle? Where the where the fuck is that thing? Okay. Is that is that Malachor? Okay. What, what the fuck? Okay, it, well, it's hang, Mustafar. Hang on it's Mustafar. It's, it's Mustafar from episode three. And keeping in mind, that also the flashback for Jin was on Coruscant, so we have some episode three connections. Um, which actually it may even really and the Juggernaut, the Juggernaut, and, tank and the Juggernaut. Yep, Juggernaut tank also in episode three. So. Now, as far as lackeys, the emperor does have some weird-looking lackeys in he, the throne room. And in, in he Jedi. does. Those guys. Those guys mm-hmm. are dope, though. They got purple robes on. They got green eyes. That is true. <laughs> um, and Vader's Vader's castle was actually a very famous piece of Macquarie concept art that was never used. Yes. That was Ugh. actually incorporated very heavily into the expanded universe. It was on the planet of Bis, I think it was called, and it was actually. It was in a lot of Dark Horse comics. It was in um, a couple of the Junior Jedi Knight novels, and then also was a level in I want to say Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. So like it was a very popular EU destination, and to see it actually come alive in the movie, even though it was on a different planet, it was actually on the you know George's lava planet, um, was fucking awesome for me. I was yeah. so happy. It, the des- the design was great. I just want to know why the fuck does Vader pitch his tent on Mustafar of all places? Pain, man. Pain, dude. That's like I feel like that's 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 the pieces of Anakin that are still in there, right? Like it's it's him holding on to his past in, in whatever kind of fucked up, twisted way he can. Um, that would be the worst part of his past, though. It's like well, you could equally hold on to your past on Coruscant, where you lived with the woman you loved. Like if you wanted to stay uh, close to that, like, it's the, pl- the birthplace of Vader too, I guess. You know, or the mechanical. I don't know. It's. Penance is a weird thing, I guess, you know? Some people like me whip themselves in the back, and some people build their <laughs> no, castle no, on Mustafar. He's, he's, he's not looking for penance. I, I will say that, that him being in the tube wasn't lame. It was actually scary. So that was cool. Yeah, yeah totally. I was worried. I was so worried it would be lame, but I actually really dug uh, it. They, how, however, I think his confrontation with Krennic kind of sucked. Uh, the joke was like, you joke now? Okay. <laughs> I uh, love the joke. I love well, the joke. <laughs> he 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 had some bad jokes in the Vader comic. I feel he, you're right. You're right. He did. I mean, it's if you if you consider that, then that is right on on par with that. And also, um, you know, I know they tried to make this suit a hybrid of Empire and New Hope and make it look classic at the same time. But maybe it's just the definition of the film. Maybe it was the 3D. I don't know. It looked like garbage. He looked like not in that scene. He without the obscurity of darkness and all that. He looked super not threatening and a little goofy. And if I didn't know shit, man, that's Darth Vader. If I'd never seen anything before, I would have been like, that guy looks dumb. What's up with him? I gotta oh, say, the yeah. voice is what did it for me, though. As soon as he started talking, I was like, okay, we're in it now. Like this is for real. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and the pun didn't bother me that much because he also half made a pun in Empire. When the one dude's like, uh, he he's like when the when the Falcon finally escaped with the hyperspeed, he's like, all right, I'll I'll go and apologize to Lord Vader myself. Cut to the dead body falls yep. to the ground. He goes, apology accepted. <laughs> you know, like he's done yeah. a little couple zingers before. Um, but I now, you know, I did. Sorry, go ahead, Matt. 
Well, just the, the visual guide, which came out, uh, I, well, I guess it comes out tomorrow, but some people have it, uh, says that Vader, it, it is by the Emperor's design that Vader lives in such an unforgiving environment. And his his attendant is named Vani, V-A-N-E-E. <laughs> okay. Uh, wonder wonder what his story is. I guess we'll find out sooner it or says, later. It says, the stark modern structure is built over an ancient castle full of dark secrets. Huh. Hmm. Okay. I'm intrigued. I like it overall. Um, I, even even Vinny, he's good for some jokes. I, I'm I'm just disappointed we didn't see him in the Darth Vader comic. Quite frankly, I. I <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm yeah. also disappointed. Okay, let me address the. I I I felt like I I read into a lot of the characters. I felt like even with you're you're right, having those other lines could have improved them, punched up, and certainly more screen time and more story for these characters. It would have benefited everything. But I felt like the actors were so good and so compelling that they did actually tell me a lot. By saying very little, and I felt like I read into them yeah. enough to to feel to forge an emotional connection with all of them, so that they that they did mean something to me. And I don't know See, I, why. Yeah, I, unfortunately, for me, like it only killed. Like K twos really did it for me, but the other the other three was just it was unfortunate. But like to me, I don't know. It felt like I don't know Dak getting shot out of the. Well, I mean, that might be. An hey, issue. come on, man! It's just, Fuck you! <laughs> come on, Matt. Don't no, like, throw Dak no. under the bus like that. <laughs> no, I'm, don't I'm, throw I'm, him under yeah. the ATAT. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. No, I'm just okay. I'm just I'm I'm thinking back to once again. Also, I'm a, a 32 year old now who is just you know like you know life's beaten down on me at this point. That like it's different than when I was uh, you know 15, 16, whenever it was. Phantom Menace came out. Yeah, I guess 15. But I'm sorry when Qui Gon took the saber to the gut. That was way more heart wrenching to me than these three. And both of them only got, you know, the characters in this movie and Liam Neeson only got one movie to prove their worth. And to me, I can agree with that. I, yeah. could, I could relate to that. Qui-Gon's death hit me way harder. See, um, it, it, Qui-Gon's death didn't hit me hard because somebody spoiled it for me. So these guys, well, these, these Lucas, guys Lucasfilm fucking spoiled it for everyone. The soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there you go. Yeah. Lucasfilm did spoil it. So yeah, I wasn't surprised. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'll agree that Ch- Chirut's death was kind of like, eh, that was okay. I mean, he was, he was, wa- that was like, he was walking into a death sequence very slowly, I might add. Um, but, <laughs> but Bodhi, I felt, but we knew, we knew. Yeah. I, I mean, we knew cause he told us, um, <laughs> uh, at, at celebration, <laughs> but, uh, but Bodhi, um, I really yeah, felt for him because unseen. that was yeah. so it was so incidental. It was like, oh, he's just like that guy. He was doing some really good work there, but he is a casualty of war in the fullest sense. The dude got grenaded, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, they're, they're using the thermal imploders from Battlefront, which I think is awesome. And it's just like to me, I kept every time I saw it, I got annoyed because I fucking hate those things in Battlefront. Like you hear the <laughs> noise go off and you're like, God damn it, I'm about to die. Because if you hear the noise, it means you're within firing. Like like mm. you're pretty much you're dead. Mm. And like same thing in this. Like every time I saw one of them, I'm like, God damn it. Like it just hey. it didn't take me out. It's just I was just like, man, you, you war, man. You know what else didn't show up in this movie? Let's take this fight to the skies. <laughs> yeah, what the? I hell? was gonna bring that up. I was gonna bring that up and say that was my biggest disappointment. Where the hell was that guy? Well, you know but, what? What we ought we ought to mention before you know we have to go the uh, rebels references. Yeah, there's some good ones. Uh, there's there's General Sindula over the the, the intercom. Mm-hmm. The ghost does a great job in the Battle of Scarif, and I, I didn't catch it, but according to Pablo Hidalgo, Chopper is in the movie. Huh? I didn't catch it either. Um, I did see Steve Bloom's name in the credits, but he was probably just ra- voicing random dudes and Sam Witwers as well. Um, mm-hmm. And Yuri Lowenthal for voice actor fans out there, though I don't think he's done anything prominent in the Star Wars universe. I could be wrong about that. Um, uh, but hey, guys, I uh, I hated the 3PO uh, throwaway sequence and holy shit, oh. what the yeah. fuck was up with that Ponda Baba thing? <laughs> that was so stupid. That was so stupid. Unbelievably yeah, but- stupid. Um, Both of those yeah. scenes were stupid. Like the the three PO and R 2s was like completely unnecessary. It was like the like, but the one that like at least that was like it made sense for them to be there. The what's the, I I can never remember the name the full name of the dude with the, the mushed up face that Ponda Baba hangs out with. Doctor Evazan Evazan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Doctor Evazan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Evazan and Ponda Baba. Like 
they bump into them. If this is the first time, if you haven't, for some reason, you're listening to this, you haven't seen the film yet, you're crazy for starters. But second of all, <laughs> um, they bump into them on, on Scarif and, or, or Jetta. They bump into them in Jetta. And, and that would imply that within about mm, maybe an hour tops of bumping into them they incidentally left. on the streets, they <laughs> left before that entire system or town was obliterated. Um, what? What? Why? Yeah, Who? Whose idea was that? That's so dumb. Yeah, like, I, hey, if you're really gonna if you're gonna make a dumb nod to something, uh, why not just take the voice the voice actor who plays Hera and actually have had her at that important fucking meeting? She they she could they could make her look just like her. She's old. Oh yeah. Like Absolutely. I mean, her her real life human age could be the same as Hera's real life age. That many years after where Rebels is presently, that she would have fit just there. Have, like. Ha- have Hera or Zeb yell in the back, let us speak. Right. Like yeah, any, yeah, any yeah. of that would have been better, more validated and not just indulge like a fa- like I don't need fan nods. And, and I mean, there's, and there's a lot of reasonable criticism about all the fan nods here. But the Pwn to Baba and 3PO ones like they stick out like a sore thumb. They're fucking shameful. Um, uh, yeah, the Jimmy Smith's. Uh, I love him. I, I feel for Bail Organa. Yeah. I love him as Bail Organa. Like I actually, even though even though there was a dumb kind of joke line about he trusts his life uh, to, I guess he's talking about Leia. Um, yeah. Like even though that was a dumb line, I still felt it because I know what he's walking into and it sucks. Yeah, it really yeah. hurt when he said, "I'm gonna go back to Alderaan," and I was like, "No, uh, don't, don't go back. Please be secretly like alive." Haven't... Yeah, it's like we we have a chance to rewrite that history. It's never mentioned that he was on Alderaan during its explosion. Yeah. Please don't go. But um, but you know, I I I liked that even though even though they they did try their hardest to make that sequence dumb, and I it's a shame because I feel that in a large part, like seeing other stuff, like mentioning General Sandula is a nice little bone throw, but would have been much more impactful for her to have been there. Because this creates a tapestry. Like, for all the ways that these little, these weird little side things, and these dumb, like, winks at the audience, um, for all the, like, they, they, they delight, um, you know, basic fans who are, and I, I don't mean to sound dismissive of anybody, but, you know, people, ooh, I recognize that. Anybody who, who, like, gets excited over the recognition rather than the actual context, um, that, you know, that's, they're, they're playing to the cheap seats effectively. And, um, and that sucks, but if these if these kind of nods to the wider universe were done well, what we'd be looking at is seeing Star Wars as a tapestry where these things that, if you don't know the context, they just sort of make it seem like a richer, fuller world. And if you do know the context, then it's a hella richer, fuller world. And it's a shame that they don't really know how to do these things yet. It's like, it's like fucking having Stan Lee show up in like seven sequences in the same film, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I d- um, also, slightly off topic, but I also just want to say how much I loved all the female uh, pilot, X-Wing pilots. Yeah, that was I, cool. There was like two or three in, in U-Wing pilots, and I was just like, yeah. I was just like, fuck yeah. A bunch of lady pilots flying around fucking shit up. I love that. It was cool it was to awesome. see that finally. Yeah. Uh, though, though, that was just something that popped into my mind. Yeah, and I, I agree. And uh, Though we're clearly missing some what would be cool parts of uh, the battle on Scarif. Overall, that whole sequence was man. Like there was great stuff happening. Uh, in in man, I could when so there was one moment where there's there was a few moments in this industry screening we were at where Matt and I had to really struggle to keep our shit together. And <laughs> one of them was when the the leaders of the squadrons were radioing in, and the fucking. The way they pitched the voice over the radios were the same thing. It's like, well, well, gold leader standing by, red leader. Like, when all that shit was happening and the formations were starting, Matt and I were both like, just, we couldn't, we were both shaking with excitement because it was like the most fucking A New Hope shit ever. It was just so good. It was perfect. It was more Star Wars than Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that part was just, oh. When the oh man, I, that was just that hit it right in the in the heart for me. It was really great. Yeah, I mean, there's there's there's, it. This is a hard conversation to have because like like I'm still. You guys are bringing up a lot of good points, but I I I got I was affected. I was like I was so jazzed. I I couldn't believe what I'd just seen for all the. There's so much good in this film. There really is that like the weird, almost like. This is this is an overly strong word, but it's kind of like like a like having a nightmare. 
like you remember parts of it and so on uh having a having a fragmented dream like feeling like you wake up you really you felt something and then thinking about it and you're like trying to put the pieces together but you're right this is like for all its successes is from what we saw on the screen this is a fragmented film and i i it's kind of almost the way my mind interprets it is almost a kind of body horror thinking that like someone's intentions some some scriptwriter and director gareth edwards who did i mean did a great job like in so many aspects of it like mm-hmm. their their baby was just dissected and reconfigured before their eyes and what came out the other side was a acceptable and passes like in, in many respects but but why are why are we seeing frankenstein movies i don't like it i don't like knowing that yeah. every movie that i see no matter how good it turns out yeah. has been frankenstein yeah every movie is a frankenstein movie but dude th- we got a frankenstein movie of something original like dude the cards were stacked against this they were from they before were. it even was made i mean like this this movie should not have been made and I'm and I'm amazed that it that it turned out the way it did. And, like and if, this, and this if movie should not do, have worked. And if you're gonna do spin-off films, this is not the one you would have expected to be the first. No, like, exactly. Han Solo, Boba Fett, like all these character origin stories. We didn't get anybody's origin story in this movie. Like we got we got an event. We got and that's we great. got be- like a beautiful story about heroes who gave everything and died. Like I mean, and I, mean, I love look, that. Look, Look what happened to the Hobbit. The Hobbit turned into an origin story for almost everybody in that movie. Yeah, like, yep. like you know that 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 that's that's where these movies usually turn, and this one didn't. And this movie, like I'm, you know, I mean, maybe I hope I don't come off with the wrong impression, just like the things to dissect from this movie. But this movie overall is just, it's another great addition, and I'm so excited about where they can go. And I hope I hope this movie is enormously successful, so that maybe they can start less Frankensteining it because they realize that they can do something weird and different, something that Bob Iger can say is just interesting storytelling and realize like, yeah, that's what people want. Like, you know, those comments came, came off as like, I'm nervous about this movie. Don't be nervous. Just give us some interesting new stuff. Let people do their thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I I don't, I doubt that anybody would be listening this far into this and think, I don't know. I just, I want, I want, I, I, we all, we all like this film and, and it's, it's, all of our, our our years of analysis that have gone into leading up to the point of us four fans slash critics all seeing this, um, it's made for this what I hope is an interesting conversation. Um, but also, it's it's created a very strange experience for us viewing this movie. Um, yep. And I. I just I, I do hope people see it. I hope a lot of people see it. I'm looking forward to seeing it a second time. I really enjoyed it. I hope that that my enthusiasm for it is not setting people up for disappointment when they see it and be like, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. <laughs> and and I hope it, it yeah. also I hope it also means that they're not afraid to start telling further adventures in other media too. Like really getting outside the box. It reminded me so much of the great Lucas art games that weren't just net were rehashes of the movies. You know, like the Rebel Salt 2 and, and Jedi Knight and and Force Unleashed and all these other things. And it's like, you know, that's what we want from Star Wars. We want expansion. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, the, the the things that bugged you guys, although we all agree they're, they're not that big of a deal, they really didn't bug me because I've seen all the exact things that bugged me were done in other films I already saw this year a million times worse. You guys complain about, like, yeah, yeah the cameo with... 3PO and R2. Did you guys see the Ghostbusters reboot? You don't know what bad cameos are. <laughs> yeah, that definitely the, the 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 surgery on this movie was done with a lot more precision. Yeah. And I I look forward to hearing the stories of what happened. I look forward to someday seeing those sequences. I hope they don't pace it out as poorly as Force Awakens, but I'm sure they're going to. Um and and I did like this movie, and I can't wait to see it again. And 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 like and really, I mean, you heard Kathleen Kennedy. We mentioned it in our last episode. She's saying she's going to wait to see what the response is. They're going to talk in January. They're going to have a post mortem. They're going to see how weird they're going to get. Basically, this is your chance to vote with your dollar and make Rogue One a success. And if if it even remotely holds a candle to the this the power, the money making power of uh, Force Awakens. I'd like to think that that will tell them that we don't have to Frankenstein these movies, but maybe it's telling them we, you know, we do. We need to tell it. We need to follow a certain formula. I don't know. I don't know how to send them the right message, quite frankly. But at the very least, 
this was still even even after having been dramatically reconfigured, it was still a very brave movie, a very bold movie, and a very risky movie. So that yeah. needs to be rewarded. And if we don't reward that, even in this penny pinching difficult time that we're in, um, we're gonna see some shitty uh, middle of the road Star Wars movies. And uh, we've had enough of those, quite frankly. Because <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Um. Should we should we wrap it up here? I know you guys got to go. And uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I know. I, I feel like we could talk for even longer. Yeah, but we, we, we certainly we gotta could. go see it again. You know. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> So uh, obviously, this is a conversation that is going to be ongoing um, for for everybody. Share share your feelings. Um, probably the best place to do that is uh, the Star Wars Spoilers Facebook group. If you search Star Wars Spoilers on Facebook, that is the official State of the Empire group for for all all people across the internet to come and discuss Star Wars spoilers safely in a safe environment where you won't have to uh, you know upset your friends. So. <laughs> Definitely join us there because I think we're all gonna. I mean, I've my cell phone's already been blowing up with other people who saw it tonight, trying to like ask me my opinions and so on. We need to all do it in one place because I don't, I, I don't have time for these many separate conversations. Let's all do it. Let's all, let's all source our feelings there. All the hosts, all, all of you listening to it, come there uh, or you know comment on consequences sound, comment on nerdy show, whatever you want to do. But that's that's our main hub, I think, for for safe spoilerific conversations. So congregate there. We'll see you there, and uh, we'll see you. Pretty soon, probably it might be might be early January before we do another State of the Empire, but we'll be there soon. And of course, um, one uh, here's our Willow Watch news: Warwick Davis's character got a hell of a lot of screen time. Wow! Uh, <laughs> and uh, two, we still have that uh, a, a new all Willow Watch episode uh, recorded and incoming. Uh, it's going to take a little bit of production, but it'll be out probably early next year. And excited for you guys to hear it. So thanks so much for listening to this episode of State of the Empire. Uh, I'm Cap. I'm Doug. I'm Matt. I'm Rex. We'll see you next time, guys. May the Force be with you. Thanks for listening to State of the Empire. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show on all your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered.